and basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. All right, we have broken up the dynamic duo once again because they're both so damn busy and in demand. So Jeff Goodman, I talked to him earlier. You can certainly check out our conversation right here at CLNS.com. Uh, and now Bob Ryan is going to be joining us. So, I mean, there's going to be a rumor that these two are feuding. They're not feuding. This is not a breakup here, folks. This is not Martin Lewis. <laughs> breaking uh, up get is hard to-, to do anyway. You know that. Yeah. What's that? So- Breaking up is hard to do, you know. It, that. it is very. I mean, Sadaka told us that twice now for hits. So anyway, now where quick, were we? Quick sidebar: Mohegan Sun, Neil Sadaka is in the uh, uh, elevator with me, and I, the worst hairpiece ever, and I had no idea how short he was. Moving on. All right. Uh, so this is brought to you by FanDuel, the official partner of the CLNS Media Network, snapping to action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Okay, let's get to it. We talked about this with Jeff a little bit. Uh, How surprised were you by Jeff Van Gundy becoming a member of the Celtics staff as a consultant? Gobsmacked out of nowhere. I had no idea anything was in the works. I had no idea uh, at all. I'm trying to remember any comparable situation. I can't. Where they went out and hired a, you know, I guess, I don't know what the, there's no title, but I guess consultant, let's face it, it's what he is. Uh, that's the job I've always wanted. I'm looking at, by the way, I'm anybody out there, I'm, if you're looking for a consultant, I'm available. Right. So anyway, um, uh, I love it. Now let me talk about Jeff Van Gundy. Uh, when he was a broadcaster, uh, I, I, I was on record a couple of years ago saying, please, Jeff, stick around. Don't go back to coaching. You are serving a greater public good by doing what you're doing than you would than, than just start working for one team. Uh, because I thought he was terrific. And I thought that he got it and he got what a fan is looking for. And he brought it with a, 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 a interesting perspective of a, a, a of a coach and, uh, and, and, a, a, and a guy who just loves the game, but also can think like we think as a fan. I just think he said things that other commentators don't say. Uh, and there was the occasional sense of humor. Of course, there was the rapport he had with Mark Jackson, who I'm not a big fan of, but, but, and, and I was upset when he was let go first and, and, and then they finally did let Mark Jackson go as well. That whole thing, that's a whole other story. But anyway, um, I, I, you know, I don't know him well, but I knew him a little bit. And 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 I love, I always just to try to say hello to him when they come in town. And, um, you know, now we're not going to be seeing him, apparently. You know, he, he, he declined to be interviewed, right? And and uh, he wants to stay in the background. That's fine. But I think it's a great resource for Brad and for anybody else and for Joe. Now, the first question that comes to mind, you know, let's face it, we, 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 we can't help it. Should Joe be worried? That's a question you have to ask. And I, I ran it by somebody who knows these kind of things and he doesn't think so, you know, doesn't you know, but what, but the thing is, you know, one of the reasons that uh, ESPN apparently gave when, when they let uh, Jeff Van Gundy go was that they were concerned that he wanted to go back to coaching. I think that's a lot of, that's a phony excuse, frankly, that it was about money, I think, but, but uh he he's sixty one, so there, he certainly could, and uh, I don't know what his you know what he you know where he what he really wants, but um, I'm I'm happy to have him in the, in the program. I think I think this is a good move. I think it's a terrific move. I thought that Sam Cassell was going to be that guy, but there's strength in numbers, and Sam has never been a head coach, 
So there's certainly nothing wrong with having Jeff and Gundy on board. Uh, look, it's just part of the deal, and Joe is going to have to get used to it. If you bring in a guy who is an established NBA coach, okay, in Jeff and Gundy, the question is going to be asked. You know, and it, it's going to, and someone's going to ask Joe about it. Someone's going to ask him about it. And so far, we've seen Joe respond with humor, and he needs to do the same thing here. Mm -hmm. uh, because that's, whether Jeff Van Gundy or Brad Stevens or Wick Grosbeck all say, no, 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 he's just here. He's just here as an advisor. If things go south for some reason, I mean, it's just going to be a topic. It would be a topic. And there's no question. It would be a hot topic. So, so guys, Joseph, you know, this is Joe. Uh, you're in the big seat. They gave you the job. You're third, right. you, you, you have to understand that all the possible things that come along with the job. And and this and and now that the Jeff Van Gundy's in the fold, that this is one of them. Uh, I I I just reading. I I don't even I don't know him by the way. I've never met him. So um, I I'm just following him from a side from afar. And uh, I I do I do remember him in college. I mean, it's like I didn't know who he was, but I don't know. Him. Anyway, uh, he, I think his comments somehow, if you read between the lines, are more assertive, a little relaxed this year, uh, confident, which is to be expected. And I it's what we wanted. So I'm looking for, you know, a bigger and better Joe Missoula this year. Okay. Um, let's go to Brad Stevens. One of the things I talked about with Jeff is when Brad Stevens was first named general manager, I thought that this was just a way to eat up some of the salary, re-steady the ship, figure out what was going on, because we all know when the EMA thing went down, it kind of threw everything off, oh. right? Missoula got thrown into the fire. Um, well, I mean, that, that was a year later. I'm sorry. I got my timeline confused. But there was a lot of things up in the air when Emei left. Yeah. So, you know, I wasn't so sure when Brad took this job if he would be around a long time. I thought he might go back to coaching. I thought it was a way maybe to eat up some of his salary, which is fine. I had no idea that he would become a general manager or executive of the year candidate, which he has done. I mean, he has by far exceeded my expectations. And quite frankly, I think he's done a brilliant job to the point now where they could win the whole damn thing. And that's saying something for a guy that had never done it before and came from college. I uh, was equally worried. Uh, no, not worried. I was equally confused at all when he took the job about you're so young still and and you're this you're gonna you're retiring from coaching you're never going back to coaching he didn't he didn't say he wouldn't ever did he did but you know but the inference the implication was that uh um this is the new chapter in my life and this is where i'm heading um and which is the way it is now in year three i still don't know you know we we don't know i mean but he's still he will be sought after people will you know once again i'm telling you the people in bloomington indiana they're forever hopeful. I guarantee you that they're lighting candles every day, hoping that you know that the native son's going to come rescue the the mother ship there in the in the Hoosier state. But um, anyway, uh, I, I think he has done a good job. One of the things that I'm starting to think more and more is that he's he learned something. He studied under Danny, and he studied Danny, and and Danny was the most fearless general manager in the league. I used to say, and and Brad has made a couple of well, one very bold move, which is the you know the the Pazingas deal and letting Marcus Smart go. Holiday, hey, that was that was like, go for it. I mean, everybody saw who there was a there's no genius involved in going after Holiday. You know, I'm saying. Uh the one thing is you had to give up Robert Williams, but you know, you have to have to give something to get something. But he got him. That's the thing is you're right. Yeah. Everybody but there were I mean he wasn't the only guy that wanted him. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like you said, I mean there's a risk here. We you give up Williams. Nobody wanted to give up Williams. We understand that. But to me 
Brad was sending the message that the time is now, fellas. Oh, the time is now. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. I said already that, that, that they should approach the season with utmost urgency as if the, this is the last hurrah. They should go that way, that they want that championship. because um, and, and, and the blueprint was the last championship team, which was put together uh, uh, very much on the fly in the, in the offseason of 07, 08. Right. 607 into 07-08 and got it done the first year and then you saw what happened the next two years when the next year where they were the best team in the league better than they were the year before KG got hurt end of that story the next year they're in the finals with the Lakers they're on the verge of winning Perkins gets hurt they they and and they lose in a, a disturbing game seven and that was the end of it and so um boys we, we just act as if this is the last hurrah Yes, and that means everybody. Act with urgency. You have as talented a team as there is in the league. We can right. have an endless debate about whether the team's involved in that discussion. Certainly, one of them is looming large, and that's the Bucks. But and you still got the Suns with their with their aging crew, and you got others, and you got the defending champion. You know, and it's first one. They're getting no respect by the people in Denver that they're a champion. People are acting like it was some kind of mistake. I think. And of course, I always respect Miami. I know you saw what they did last year. Sure. So, but they are as talented, if not the most talented team in the league. But talent is only a start. Yeah, talent we know necessary. that. It's necessary, but it isn't the whole story in any sport at any time. It, there's other things that go along with it. You have to utilize that talent properly. You have to do a lot of things. You have to show poise under pressure, which this team hasn't proven it can do. And it has to do it this year. Uh, one of the items, as we wrap this up, Jeff mentioned, um, he said Brad likes being around his kids. Um, no. And he has, a I think, a son going to college now. And I do remember, because our sons are about the same age, I used to see him at youth basketball games. You know, uh, Here's the story. I've talked to Brad about this. Um, and one of the one of the motivating factors in, in leaving coaching and going to what he's doing is family and, and his awareness of family. And he told me that uh, his son, Brady, who uh, has already accepted it, He's going to Notre Dame as a walk-on that uh, uh, Mike Bray's taking him in as a walk-on. He's a good player at Wellesley High, not a great player, not a great prospect, but he's a, a good player from what I gather. He said, I saw Brady play twice when he was a freshman, and I saw him 16 times last year. That is, that's it in a nutshell, folks. Right. Brad Stevens is a family man, and Brad Stevens uh, wanted to live. It was about lifestyle. It was a much. It wasn't about he hated coaching or didn't like coaching as much. It's about lifestyle, which of course was you to wander down the road once the kids are out of college and he's barely fifty years old. What's going to have an end? But let's not worry about that now. Let's oh, let's focus he's on so this. Back, he's so let's, back. Let's, in let's coaching. not worry about that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But he's so back in coaching, and hopefully his wife doesn't take offense. <laughs> uh, so uh, a couple of topics that you've been big on. A couple of players in Wembenyama and Holmgren. The yeah. newbies, you're still concerned about uh, the body type. Body type that, you know, Holmgren particularly, he's listed at seven one or seven foot one one ninety five. This this would put him in the category of of, of the, the the if he's any good, and he is the best skinny player in the all time. You know, uh, this is a, not a body built for the NBA, and in theory, so he's going to have to show we skeptics. And and I'm not a cynic here. I'm a skeptic. I, I I'm rooting for the kid. Okay. I want him to succeed. I like his range of skills. I like what I see, but I, I just hope that he can find a way to survive in that league with that body. And and when beyond you, it's the same thing. And it, uh, but he, it, it's 
I'm just so excited as a basketball fan about him. I, I, I'm count me in, folks. I'm on the I'm on the bandwagon. When I saw that game the other night, with some of the stuff he did, and and he said, "Who is he?" To anybody that hasn't seen him, I think that the best description I can come up with is he is a bigger version of Giannis. He has a range of skill of Giannis, better three point shooter apparently already with the same type of ball handling skills and, and, and court vision, even better, maybe uh, I want to hesitate to say a bigger parentheses, better question mark, close parentheses version of Giannis. That's what he could be. And that folks is frightening because Giannis is a, mo- is a monster. What about Durant? Are they well, comparable Durant, at all? It, it, it's, it, it's a little different. I don't know. I can it's, you know what I always thought Durant was, and I'll stick with it. I always thought Durant was a combination of the Iceman and Bob McAdoo. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. okay. Interesting. Interesting. And I, I'll stick with that. Now that may not mean anything to some of our younger uh, followers here, but uh, Bob McAdoo was a great range. Uh, he didn't have three point range, but great shooter. And, 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 and Iceman invented things on the fly. Iceman had, you know, inventive scoring capacity, scoring genes, you know, and, and uh, I thought that, uh, and he could go to the hoop, but I just, Giannis's, I thought was a combination. I mean, Durant was a combination of those two. So I, I, I he's and he's not as big. You know, he's a he's always six ten. You know, these other guys are seven foot. And 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 one by Giannis' case, apparently he's, he's he's seven, either seven three or seven four, depending on who you believe. Um, I love going back to the old old Braves, Bob, the old Buffalo Braves. <laughs> uh, Matt can do. Yeah. Um, now. This this brought up a, in our pre-show conversation. It brought up an interesting topic. Uh, Greg Popovich, who oh, yeah. you know, you mentioned. I mean, this yeah. guy said that he was done when uh, yeah. the big fundamental was done, when Duncan was done. Yep. And would you say twenty six seasons? This, he 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 was the GM, and he fired Bob Hill. After I think I looked it up yesterday, Hill was like twelve and twenty two in the oh six oh seven season. And he appointed himself. He's still there. I know. <laughs> he's still there, folks. And he's over 70 now and has got a white beard and a white mustache and white hair and, and all that. But he's feisty as hell. He's still the same wise-ass guy. He's a wise-ass, frankly, and a smart one. But he is. You know, he he acts as, he always acts as if he's smarter than you, whoever you are. You know. Right. And guess what? He's got five rings that he's earned. So, you know, Okay. Um, but he is an ideal coach. He has seen it all. He's coached genius. He's coached crap. He's he, but he he knows and 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 he's a perfect coach for this kid. And now I don't know how much talent is surrounding him. I mean, this first team could easily get into the federal witness protection pro- basketball program, you know, and 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 fool everybody. I don't know half these guys. I'll be honest, honest to God, you know, I got to really study. But I'm going to be. But guess what, folks? They are now appointment television, and I don't. Right. So uh, I haven't checked the national schedule to see actually how much they have. You know, they're always going to be available on NBA TV. You know that, but I mean nationally, I don't know how much they've been scheduled. I can check, but believe me, you're going to want to see this kid play if you love basketball. You're, you're just going to just going to want to see him play. And this is the only head coaching job uh, Pop has had, right? Was he a head coach in college? No, no. Oh yeah, at uh, Pomona Pitzer, Division Three. <laughs> of course. I first met him and he was an assistant with Don Nelson at Runyon's in New York City over a beer or two. And then I knew or him. Two? In, uh, yeah, well, you know, this the start. It was, okay. 
to start the evening. And uh, I met him at law. And uh, so anyway, I met him. But yeah, his his previous head coaching experience was Division Three. And, you know, he's an Air Force Academy grad. You know that. And he, he did not have a professional basketball playing career. And uh, he was in the service and he did this four years. And of course, one of the great things I've always hoped, there's that vague and distant rumor that he was a spy. Don't you want to believe that? Oh, totally. Oh, you so much want to believe that. If you ever, I, I, I hope he spills the, I, I hope it's true. And I hope he does memoirs <laughs> as a memoir. Oh, it'd be terrific. <laughs> I, I could see him fitting in with Nelly. Nelly was a bit of a. Oh, he worked uh, for Nelly, yeah? Yeah, I mean, he mar- Nelly marched to his own beat. Oh, Nelly was, and, and as a coach, he was in, oh, yeah. I mean, ne- talking about ahead of his time, we laughed at the time. He instructed Minute Bowl to learn to shoot threes. Right. He had Minute Bowl shooting threes over 25 years ago, and we laughed at the time. Guess what, folks? Talk about seeing the future. Oh. So we wish Nelly's still hanging out there in Maui. He, his, his, his property survived that they weren't touched by the by the fires of any you know he famously took people into his place uh, and um, you know so Nelly's still going strong so Nelly I'm going on by memory here um Golden State then the Knicks yes and the Knicks he, never, the, he got to the he got to the conference finals he never won the it Knicks right thing didn't work out and 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 uh, and uh, and then da- Dallas Dallas and that's where he had a good chance the next thing was a mistake. He had coming off. He was coming off a a, a medical issue, and right. he was. He did. I remember going down to see him when he was there, and the whole thing was off. And you knew. And I really, I mean, I don't have. I didn't have the the spot in his life to say, "No, this is a bad thing to do." You know, I wasn't. But I wish I had. You know, I, I wish I were in a position. Anyway, he got out of it. You know, he he he's. It, it it was a mistake, and he knew it, and it happened, and he got out of it, and and then he went on, and he had a great. You know, he had a real good chance in Dallas. Was there one, as we wrap it up in Nelly's story, there was one player who said Don Nelson gave him fits, right? Uh, def, uh, when he, what oh, was it? I'm not sure. I mean, uh, this, I, this one, I don't know where you're going with that one. Yeah, actually. I don't know. I, a just, lot of, I thought I, re- you know, I just I love to remember people. someone saying, I always hated playing against Don Nelson. And I would say, really? Well, I mean, oh, well, oh, I may be talking about Tommy Heinsohn. And that's who was a rec- who recommended that Red sign him. When that's he was it. Adult. That's the guy. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy, Tommy said Hines that. And he said, "We don't, you know, I, I, I don't like playing against this guy." He's and 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 he, he you know, I don't say it's the only reason Red signed him, but but Tommy did stick up and 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 at lobby to sign Don Nelson, with whom they you know had been released. They signed him for like a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or something. You know that they, it's a and and you know and now the numbers nineteens up in the rafters. Yes, that's what you're thinking about. Tommy Heinsohn endorsed that guy that he was playing against the Lakers. Yes. Because you want to talk a guy, I mean, not exactly an NBA body. <laughs> no, and no, no, he was he wasn't a, a ripped, he wasn't ripped, you know. Uh and, and he moved at a, at his pace. Uh, but he found a way to f- participate in a fast break offense by being the trailer jumper. How many trailer jumpers he made. And I'll tell you what, he was a clutch shooter. He was the guy I always say in those days when the lead's down, the lead, you're up by 10, suddenly the lead's two, you call timeout. We got to get a basket here. They would run a play, not for Havlicek, not for JoJo, not for Cowens, but for Nelly. In those circumstances, Nelly was called. It was the 14 play, and they were called for Nelly, and Nelly would hit that jumper and and and, and, and stop the bleeding. And and here's one for people to ponder. And in 1974-75, the 30, 
four going on 35. His birthday is, uh, let's see, uh, May 14. He was born May 14, 1940. So the 34 going on 35, Don Nelson led the NBA in field goal percentage at about 54%. And 90% of that 54% were foul line jumpers. Yes. Including a 10 for 10 playoff game against Buffalo in one year. It was almost one handed, too, right? It was a a shot put. It looked like a shot put. And yeah. that's and and that was his free throw shooting it was like it was like a, a shot put kind of thing. But he was and it was a very good three point shooter. And of course, then he had the you know the up fake, the greatest up fake ever, which was aided by the stickum that he used until he got caught with the stickum <laughs> and he hit that stickum all over his body. And uh, the New York Post once did a pictorial essay about watching Don Nelson hiding his stickum around, and and uh, it was great. <laughs> that's good stuff, Bob. As always, a pleasure. Uh, we will hopefully we'll get you and Goodman get back together. Well, next hopefully week. next week we can coordinate our, our I our schedules and I. But uh, you know, Jeff, folks, this is why we we, you, we Jeff Goodman is such a, a treasure. He's everywhere. <laughs> and, he and is all the basketball. <laughs> he knows everybody. So yeah, yeah. He is. I said, our, what can uh, you do this week? He goes Sunday morning. I said, okay, I'll skip mass. <laughs> all right, Bob, be good. Okay, see you, Jeff. I'll see you. Mom. All right, Bob Ryan, brought to you by FanDuel, the official partner of the CLNS Media Network. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New FanDuel customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube at YouTube TV.